0: There you go it's a little slow yeah. just got it too don't worry yes yeah, amazing
1: okay <laughs> so we're and in don't, la don't, you guys. um we are in um like we're in a city called like santa crita so it's cool. like um up so we're like really at the we're really at the edge of like the la county so we're like from the border from like Ventura county if you okay. know where any of that is <laughs>
2: yeah no my um my dad side of the family and my dad lives in uh, northridge so oh. yeah I'm, I'm pretty familiar oh, that's so cool. Yeah, yes. yeah i can't say the so same about new york all i familiar. know is
0: just new york and new york city i don't know anything <laughs>
2: out here yeah okay so i can st- see you guys hello <laughs> hello it's i should hi everyone <laughs> i should be muted correct because on zoom yes yeah oh, we yeah, just here you're to muted. like
0: figure out like when we're talking because obviously we can't see each other like physically yeah. in person so it's a little a bit of hassle there but like just here so we can know like who's talking and we can get those expressions in there because all right through yeah. the phone you know it's not the same thing you know the whole phone call facetime thing so different this is genius
2: this setup's great i love it no um, <laughs> it was it has
0: been a struggle i'm telling you this quarantine has just made us be more creative than what we would have been
2: oh yeah and anchor really i use anchor for my podcast as well and anchor does a really good job of making it easy yeah so you guys are in two different parts of la we're we're in the same part part. you're in the same part right yeah
0: yeah we're high school best friends out here doing some weird stuff on the side yeah i love
2: that are you guys going to university (laughs) or college
0: um that's the plan for next year right now in the college out process
2: okay so you guys are both seniors in high school Correct. Yes. Cool. 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 Awesome. And you are <laughs> your college student. Excited. Yes, I am a. I'm technically a sophomore, um, but this is my first fall at NYU.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So right.
2: last year, um, I was at a different school, and then COVID, and then four weeks of NYU, but then quarantine. So it's I feel like a freshman, technically. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So weird time so
1: we're going like could you would you like to tell us like more about yourself like who you
2: are like what do you like to do oh my <laughs> god wait I mean that's a big <laughs> guiding questions for that well, um, I'm here. well, let me just um, put it out here.
0: Today, we're joined by a great human being. She's super creative, dabbled in a lot of fields. So I don't <laughs> think I have enough words to express all your creativity. I've seen you're singing songwriter, aspiring filmmaker, all the creative things you've done. So would you like to introduce yourselves? Give us a little taste of who you are.
2: Oh my god, that was so nice. I'm going to cry. I like cry when people compliment me. No, <laughs> no, people compliment me. I'm like, are, are you sure? You
0: like, huh?
2: <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> um, no, oh my god, that was so kind. Um, I'm Caroline Mead. I am a singer-songwriter, um, musician based in New York City. And I also... Uh, have a passion for uh, music documentaries and I'm kind of half going to school for that right now and I actually uh, filmed one in high school so I consider myself a filmmaker because I've but I've only done one you know documentary but it's something I really want to pursue but kind of uh, later in my life. If that Right no no I get
0: that. But what, yeah. what
2: was the deciding factor?
0: Like, what really started you with your creativeness? Like, honestly, singing, songwriting, like, stage fright, dude. Like, I could never stand Yeah, laughing. I mean, mm-hmm.
2: it's scary. It's exhausting. It's taxing. Um, but it's also um, kind of just my method of communicating. All right. Um, and I know that sounds really cheesy, but, you know, I've always... I feel like what I was put here to do was to tell stories and also perform and like make people forget about time um and you know I started out in the theater at a really young age um I was I'm an FFK former fat kid uh who auditioned for Broadway shows for years and years and years I was really in the theater world and then I kind of you know, there's a lot of toxicity in the theater world, and it's something I really wanted to get away from. And I'm only now comfortable with the idea of maybe one day entering it again, mm-hmm. uh, because I do. I have, I have such a passion for acting, but it just, I love songwriting more. So, um, right. You know, I went to Laguardia High School. And, which is basically the fame school, blah, 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 in New York <laughs> City. And, you know, by being surrounded by a lot of creative people, you know, I... Well, actually, the summer before I went to high school, I started songwriting. And then, through high school, I got way more into it. And I realized that was all I wanted to do. Um, and that's where I felt like my purpose was. Um, so, yeah. that uh, That's why... I, go to school for songwriting which obviously is not necessary but also I felt like I needed to um mm-hmm. I feel like I've always wanted to go to college as weird as that sounds um and why not go to college for the thing you love the most Definitely. Um, and I gotta say like I was like oh people don't need to go to school for songwriting but I feel myself growing exponentially you know and it's it's a lot of tough love um <laughs> yeah which is kind of hard you're i mean so i think someone from the eagles said this which you know uh, sorry for misquoting but um the songwriting songs are like children they aren't you but they are of you Mm -hmm. Um, so going to college and taking criticism and just like I don't know. It, it it's it's actually been really good for me. Very intense, mm-hmm. but very good for me. And you know, so yeah, that's kind of my creative pursuits. I also like, um, you know, I obviously I grew up an actor, um, but um, kind of trying to get more in back into that as well because I do think I can do both. Yeah, I think the worst thing any adult is that's like kind of a common thing is like you can't do it all but like you kind of can you kind of that, that 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 like, he can we talk about like okay
1: that's yes. such a see i've never met someone with that like because see i was like looking back in time okay this is like really kind of off awesome, topic but i like i want to do this i want to change the world by this i want to do this this and this and then i grow up and then you have all these like adults and all these people who like try to take that away from them? Like, you can't do it at all, and, yeah. Like a lot of like people, since they take that away from you, you just normalize back into society. And wait, what I think this. Okay, never mind. <laughs> okay, I thought this messed it up. Okay, um. So I feel like we try to like normalize, and, like we grow up and we just we stick to like with these routines. We just go through life with these routines and go through routines. Yeah. So, like, and I feel like, like, why can't we do it all? You know, like, if we really want to, we can do it all. Like, if I want to, if I want to become a doctor and then an after I want to do also something else. Like, I can do that. And I will do that.
2: Yeah. And I also just, you know, I, I mean, the thing is, like, with my parents, like, my parents do very similar. They work in very similar fields. But one of my parents didn't go to school for what they um, do. And it's, mm-hmm. and it's, and it's kind of, they they kind of work in artistic fields. And it's interesting to see one person that did go to school for it and one person that did not and they ended up in this, the same place. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know but but you know my family has always been like you know college is to figure out what you want to do and then I came out of the womb and I was like I want to be a star like <laughs> I know what I want to do and you're like right now I'm staying, you know, we love clarity. that. no one asks questions just yeah, my major my major um performance and making people laugh sure um <laughs> but uh yeah like it's beautiful I, I I I understand the fear of being jack of all trades and master of none and believe me like I've had that fear before, um, but also with what I do, it can't be all I do. So, you know, my main thing is a songwriter performer, my artist band, how you say. That's my Mm -hmm. main thing. However, if I don't have real life experiences and if I don't have other creative outlets, I'm never going to have another song to write.
0: Mm Mm-hmm.
2: What am I going to write about? I can't write a song about songwriting. I mean, you can, but it only takes you so far. Um, You know, so it's like I I have to do other things. And, you know, sometimes when I'm working on monologues or like reading plays or even, you know, with my own podcast, like talking to other people, like this is fueling my artistry.
1: What were you you, um, saying about how? Like, you can't write songs specifically without, like, having, like, life experiences.
2: Yeah, I mean, you know, uh, that, yeah, I also just think you can't write songs without having, um, without, like, liking things and working on your own taste. I mean, your taste should evolve. And I think, honestly, having a interesting and personalized taste, like, a really unique taste is a talent in its own. You know, people work at magazines or like art curators and all that. That's a that is a talent, you know. Um, so yeah, I think I think that's a that's the other half of songwriting is like you have to live in order to inform your art. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. No, definitely. No, not talking about being all creative and really getting experiences, I think definitely that was why we started this podcast. Mm -hmm. Because I think we're so like locked into our own world and we live in California and it's like, yeah, but California isn't the whole world. Like the world we spin around us. So I think practically another country,
2: but right.
0: especially like, <laughs> I just like how people are the same ages and like we experience completely different things. And sometimes if we're locked in that bubble, like we never hear the other side. And it's always like, oh, I don't know. Like, hmm, I just see movies. and I'm like, look, it's New York. That's cool. But like getting right. to hear you and like listen to how you've grown up and what you've been surrounded by, that's something completely different. So I think yeah. that's like one takeaway where I can completely agree with you and understand that definitely it's all about getting experience and connecting with people because without that, it's just me trying to figure out me in a way. I don't know if that makes sense. Kind of, it's and like you need other people to kind of get you to understand more.
2: Yeah. And I also just, you know, hearing about, you know, likewise with you, like actually my roommate, um, he's from uh, LA and the way he grew up was very different from me, you know, like, and it's very interesting to hear about. And also like, when you connect, sorry about the noise too. I'm on a very busy street.
1: Um, no, it's okay. Don't worry. Uh,
2: the, um, you know, when you hear about the way other kids your age grow up, grow up in the same time, it, you are more of your time. You know, mm-hmm. like you are more of a product of your era, and I always feel like that's the one thing that I should be is Mm -hmm. of my time like if there's anything I could be as an artist it should be of my time um because I don't know we're born in an era I feel like we should be representative of it in a in a way like I always feel like that's a slight duty as an artist um Mm -hmm. because art kind of is our quantifying tool of uh the way humans evolve Mm -hmm. obviously because we are not definitely. physically evolving, although we actually are. Because our whatever—that's a different number. <laughs> but um, yeah, but yeah, like we are evolving. But I like, yeah, you know, the only way to measure evolution nowadays is through art and technology. So, feels like my duty to have those conversations. Yeah,
1: I definitely. I think I think it's um, I think it's really cool because, like, art itself. I feel like you have many different languages, but I think like. Like specifically in the art, like with your with songwriting, with filmmaking, with um with with like actual painting, like I feel like it's it's its own language of its own. And I think it's like you get to say things and um like really alliterate aspects that know the language can it's very unique to you and within your time. I think it's such a I feel like just like as music it's a it's very much an artifact of that specific time that other people and generations are going to look back to and see and see what was going on or what was it just how we go back to like the 1990s and look at what was the songs that they produced it's the same thing like being of your time and I think that's very symbolic too for the long run because when you're in your time sometimes you get so caught up in the future where we just lose our being of now and I think the now is one of the most beautiful things that we could ever be yeah
2: I mean it's I I couldn't agree with you more. And also, I feel like as a songwriter, you know, I've kind of recently finished writing my second album. um, And thanks. (laughs) And it's this combination, you know, as a songwriter, you go into everything of how can I be of my time and timeless?
0: Mm, Definitely. And doing both.
2: Gosh, it's hard it's hard and sometimes i scrap things because i'm like this is not gonna it's not gonna be a good song in a year Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. like or or you know and Mm -hmm. and you have to be honest with yourself if you're having a a balance of both i mean i'm particularly hard on myself but also it's a valid uh critique is to have Mm -hmm. that balance Mm -hmm. of timelessness
0: definitely yeah right no but okay and I think that's, like, so beautiful.
1: Like you put that, so beautiful. Oh, thank yeah.
2: you. It's you, you're you're reading I think it's
1: about.
0: <laughs> <Thank> <laughs> no, you. you're really oh, beautiful. I'm just like how you're so eloquent. I'm just here trying to say words, and I'm like, I can never. I can't stop this at all. That but no, definitely.
2: <laughs> that really means the world to me. I um, I, it's funny you say that because I actually grew up with a, a language processing disorder. Um and went to speech for like ten years, so the mm-hmm. word eloquent and me is very um complimentary to me, because <laughs> um, it's something I <laughs> had to work, work very very hard at. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks. <laughs> but no, um, how yeah.
0: has this quarantine affected you, like in your whole like singer songwriter, but also just you personally? Because I feel like about it's all like singing songwriting is like a form of expressing yourself. Actually, now has that become like your your go-to now to de-stress or have you like taken a step back to re-look everything, re-evaluate because you're learning new things about yourself during this quarantine?
2: Yeah. I mean, definitely. I definitely don't songwrite to de-stress. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of just some, I, I sound so pretentious. I'm sorry, but I, no. it's, def- it's no, kind of something that just happens. Right. Right. It's also something I have to work really hard at. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it's, Work and then sometimes it's emotional work, and then sometimes it's both. Mm-hmm. Um, and like a song, oh no, my song is due tomorrow, you know, or I feel like I am gonna collapse if I don't write this right now, you know. Sometimes it happens on the same day. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, don't worry, I
1: think we all have those days where we just like have like mental breakdowns and we're just like, yeah. ah, everything is just like crashing yeah, off. and
2: like, yeah, I. I it happens um quarantine particularly in terms of my songwriting it was kind of like it's one of those things like I know I'm gonna write a song and I don't have to like I know at least I will write out one song a month and that sounds like it's not a lot but like it'll happen without me trying um Mm -hmm. and I got a little bit burnt out last semester I'm not gonna lie I wrote like 13 songs Mm -hmm. and I was just kind of like what do I write about now Nothing's mm-hmm. happening in my life mm-hmm. I'm at home with my family and that's it you know like but also I did write songs about the state of the world and stuff like that um but I really tried to not be hard on myself because I was like I'm so in the thick of it that I I haven't digested what's happening enough to write about it mm-hmm. um not quite great with change, and it takes me a long time to like adjust. Um, I get like, I don't know if this is the right word, but like overstimulated and like emotionally claustrophobic. I want to feel many things at once. I kind of just totally go. Um, and yeah, so I'm more focused on developing my skills with you know music production and engineering. Um, which is still music, but not really the creative side, at least for Mm -hmm. what I was learning, not the creative side. Um, And then also um, watching a lot of films that I was embarrassed I had not seen. Um, Listening to a lot of music, because sometimes I don't listen to music because it stresses me out. Um, Mm -hmm. And then also just being outside, trying to decide what I wanted, after quarantine um mm-hmm. and I, I feel a lot different let's just say mm-hmm. that i feel like i reevaluated a lot of things and did a lot of emotional work and mm-hmm. a lot of work where i was like Do you, i need to know i need to change um right. in order to get what i want um mm-hmm. And also, I started my podcast. <laughs> yes. yeah.
0: yeah, I agree with that. I think right now, like with all the time we've had spent like alone, not alone. I mean, we have our families, but like in our it's own head. Yeah, <laughs> um, it's like there's so much self-reflection and there's things that you think about and you're like, whoa, like I would have never thought about this or I would have never looked at the situation in this way had I not been here sitting alone in front of a computer doing my work like honestly sometimes that is a good thing and I think we can take away both good and bad from that because sometimes I feel like it's so overwhelming like you're just home yeah. and like for us here like it, it was like oh we're, we're, we're back like right now they were like we're gonna be back at school in October and we're like okay fine um and then now they're still like I'm not sure about that first they had said September so it's like they continuously push it back so there's always like I don't know anymore like at a point it's good but at another point I'm just like I don't know what's going on and like also me like I don't feel safe anymore like sometimes I'm just like going around like oh my goodness like people do you guys have your mask on like like people you got to take care of yourself it's just a whole lot of like me right now just like panic mode kind of
2: yeah and you know I know the whole country is going through that but I'm so sorry to hear that about you personally I mean I was having anxiety in grocery stores recently and like I was like, what the hell is going on? This is new. You know, I haven't taken the New York City subway since March. Mm -hmm. I've biked everywhere since March, which is, like, insane. Um, Except when I was home, my mom drove me places. But now that I'm living, I'm not at home anymore. I moved to an apartment. I am biking everywhere. Um, And, yeah, it also, like, I don't know if we're going to get – Our generation is going to be more neurotic or less neurotic. I was Mm -hmm. saying to my roommate, I was like, I feel like us and the generation that came after the was born into the Great Depression is not is going to be super similar because, Mm -hmm. you know, they didn't trust the banks. They They didn't trust anyone. Right. and they didn't trust their government their government felt you know like so i feel like we're gonna be the same way we're we're like we can't trust a plan plans don't matter live for now and that's it you know like still, no yeah like, i get it i get it are we gonna be like that are we gonna trust hospitals are we gonna trust medicine are we gonna trust our president Pro- i don't know when that's gonna happen um <laughs> i feel, yeah, you, I feel you for that one Still are waiting for <laughs> that tea. one um, right. <laughs> yeah <laughs> no, we're still wait- I think it's been four years and I'm still waiting for that one to come through <laughs> yeah me too but um you know it's will we become super untrustworthy or will this bring out something in us that we're like we have to live through today forgive people now stop holding on to grudges and blah 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 um so I don't know it's interesting I also you know I feel like yeah. our I feel like our generation is not going to take shit from our friends anymore. hmm. No, because, no because the playing field has completely leveled out.
0: Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean?
2: Because in quarantine, there's no excuses for, like, oh, I just haven't seen them in a while. Everyone's on the same playing f- field. It's called a phone. You know? So when friends don't <laughs> reach. Dude, like, I lost so many friends in quarantine. Cindy, would we you to like to, to talk hear? about that? Right.
1: <laughs> okay, talking about that. I have had this. So, okay. Like, in this quarantine, I realized a lot of people who, like, we're seniors, right? Like me and Dahlia. I realize who's going to stick with me and by me when I'm off to college. And we're, yes. like, miles apart and states apart. And who's not going to stick by me? And who's, who am I going to keep in touch when I'm 30 and when mm-hmm. I'm not? And I feel like this has really popped the bubble and really opened up the people who I am in contact the most and the people who are really keeping up with me and asking how am I and like constantly talking are on the, are going to be the only people that are going to be a part of my life when I'm 40 and I'm doing crazy yeah. stuff and we're all in our different lives. And I think that's such a relationship. Like just how you said, like I, like for me, like I feel like I've lost a bunch of friends. Yeah. Through, like, it's been hard. <laughs> but, like there are a lot of like people who I thought I was close to are people that haven't even reached out to me and I'm just like, Okay, and I guess this wasn't even... Oh, was so good that,
2: that was with. out of convenience. Cool. Nope. Like, yeah. Cool. No,
0: no, no. Okay, seriously, so like, I agree with you guys, but at the same time, I find myself being guilty of that as well. I'm like, oh, oh yeah. No, should I sure. be That's reaching okay. out? Should I not be reaching Me out? But then at the same time, sometimes, like, okay, now in quarantine, I realize that some conversations aren't going to go anywhere. Like, it's just come to that. Like, it won't go anywhere. Like, we'll I'll say, like, hey, like right yeah so it's like it's also that but also other people who just don't like want to talk anymore they're like oh yeah i'll talk too soon when like i get it everybody's like in their own thing but at the same time like it's just weird because you're like i thought me and this person would have conversations like the randomest thing like an orange i'd be like look at this orange i ate an orange today guys like let's talk about that like it doesn't happen yeah like it doesn't happen and i feel like in those
1: situations it's more so like and not that like you're not reaching out but it's more so like there was it's like I feel like it's more so like this it's like you think there was a friendship to begin with or, or like when you don't reach out or like um when you feel like there's like you can't really come like it's gonna become an awkward conversation like and there's it's gonna go nowhere that's when like I, I realized like there was no friendship to begin with there was no connection in like the beginning yes. order to yeah.
2: <laughs> no absolutely I mean my my um I have i I feel like I had a lot of people I called friends, and then I realized,, mm, that's not friendship that's mm-hmm. not friendship you know and, and and my closest friends, one is living with me, which is awesome um, and but the other four are literally my best friends. one is in Austria, one is in Argentina, one is in Paris no. and one is in Hawaii. Why do they talk oh, to me than my. people that live three blocks away. They talk to me more. Okay, Girl, you so just, those yeah. are my real no. friends. Point blank, period. We make time zones work. Okay, so like, fuck off. You know what I mean? No, like, no, okay, you honestly though, honestly though, that point time zones. You making time in different time
0: zones? That's that's friendship. I'm sorry. That's the thing. That like, me. you're talking European your time south <laughs>
1: <stuff. laughs>
2: <laughs> bro. bro see like
1: that that speaks like that literally speaks volumes because i gonna be honest with you like, there's people like i live like a mile away or like down the street and like yeah there's like been no like conversation there's Nothing. really been no continued Nothing. friendship and like the people who are like sometimes like the farthest of me are the people like i like i'm literally conversating all the time or like i i or, like we always text or we always like laugh like i could be texting my phone and we'll be always like dying laughing like through the screen yeah and i feel like i've honestly like like you literally saying like there's people where you're in different like places in the whole entire world and you guys are literally just maintaining that friendship while people who are like so close to you that you thought you were friends
2: aren't yeah it's it's insane and it's like i've gotten actually like closer to my friends in europe Mm -hmm. like and i've grown farther from a lot of my friends in new york and i'm i'm almost nervous for thanksgiving Because all these people are going to come home from college, at least in New York, because most of Mm -hmm. the colleges are coming home, Mm -hmm. and they're going to be people that were my friends before quarantine. They're not my friends now. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what they're going to expect, but it's uh, not going to be the same.
0: Uh, mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. You know, so... I feel that, like, in a deeper level. I feel like it's exactly how you said it. I feel like... I think it's... I think there's two... I think there's two lines to the spectrum, and I, I feel like in this quarantine... And I feel like it's you're either you either lost like you either grew very far from your friends, or you either go very close from your friends. Because the people that I'm very close to, yes. I've grown closer to. That and that sounds so strange. But it's like you read like once you realize like who's your friends, like you just communicate all the time. Like it's so weird because even if you can't see to the all the time, like like I've grown cro- closer to the people that like are my friends' friends and the people that I just don't really talk to or any of that. Like I've grown a lot farther. And I think it, it really like this is so stupid. It kind of lucky he, helps my mental health because I've kind of realized like, I've I need to I need to step back from friendships. Yeah. In order for me to be yeah. At my force we could at talk times.
2: about toxic friendships. <laughs> oh my god! Like oh my god! Like oh god! No, I I mean yeah. I this is re- this quarantine revealed so much to me and like how much benefit of the doubt I was mm-hmm. giving people, and then mm-hmm. I was like wait. Actually, so texting true. people like is not hard, especially because I know they're not up to anything. <laughs> right? Like I know they're on their phone <laughs> all the like, time. They're looking at my stories for God's yeah. sakes, and they're not answering me. <laughs> Fuck that. Deleted. Bye. Exactly. That. <laughs> You're like cut it off. off. Like Peace who, who has time? You know. And and I think yeah. I don't know. Like I needed that. I needed that little mm-hmm. kick in the ass to be like, No, these people don't deserve your time. Like I have that thing I, this is gonna sound so bad. Um but okay. No, so, don't say it. No, please, no, no, don't say, say it. it. Yeah, don't say it, sorry. Yeah, you're sorry. I you know, like quarantine <laughs> kinda lasted through the summer and now in New York, fall is kinda being like less quarantine.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Um like I'm not quarantined um anymore, but I was basically up until the end of August, I guess. Um and look, when people don't wish me a happy birthday, my birthday was in the summer. I have like a rule like if you don't wish me a happy birthday, like even if, if you don't do it late either, like you're dead to me. Like you're <laughs> fully dead to me. I okay, I literally like don't I love that. I, I wish strangers happy birthday. I can't look past on Instagram someone That's who true. says it's their birthday and, like, not wish them a happy birthday. Okay, I, yeah. I it's, like, it's like when you're in class and they're like, oh,
0: it's somebody's birthday. And then I sing happy birthday. I might not be your yeah. friend, but I'm singing happy birthday.
2: Yeah, I don't care. I, I will comment happy birthday because I, I'm a sucker. I just want everyone to have a good day. Like, I, I can't. Like, you know what I mean? So, there were people who I considered, like, my friends who, like, didn't even reach out to me for my birthday. They have since been deleted from my phone. They have since <laughs> been deleted and I just haven't talked... To, like, no. No. That is the I'm simplest thing. Like, and look, I, you know, going back to, like, quarantine stuff like that, um, I get that it's hard to communicate through texting. I I hate texting. I really don't like FaceTime. I was never a FaceTime person before quarantine. I don't like it. Um, But, you know, like, I have a friend who is a horrible texter and we still talk at least once a month like we talk you know like it's really not that hard to just check yeah. in you yeah. know I get it I get it the texting's hard I get it also that like feeling like your life is through your phone is freaky and black mirror um but yeah. but you know like what like check in it's not yeah.
1: definitely I think talking about like checking in Okay, just to let you know, the meeting, like, it says right here, like, five minutes. I'll probably, like, when it gets really close, I'll probably end the Zoom and then resend it again to you. Okay. Just to let you know. We'll
0: just, keep, we'll just keep talking. Just, okay. Yeah. Zoom,
1: you can wait on us. But, but We'll just keep talking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But talking about, like, checking in, I think this time, like, especially during, like, quarantine, has been, like, I feel like the moment where we've all been needing to check in on each other. Because I think a lot of us, like, I mean, I know, like, there's some people who, like, it's done them well. But I've also known, like, a lot of people who, like, it just completely deteriorated them. Like, being alone 24-7 in your room or in your thoughts, like, it's toxic. And the toxicity level just increases. Like, like there's people who, like, like for example, like, for me, like, I've, I've always been, like, an anxious person. But, like, I've always been, like, a really social person. Like, Dolly like, knows this. Like, I'm just really a very social person. Like, But, like, for some reason, like, I've developed some like, a big, like, social anxiety. And that's never happened mm-hmm. to me. Like, I'm just usually, like, especially like at school, like I'm very friendly and like very like, oh, I want to meet new people. But like, I just, for some reason, just like, for some reason, I think the like, quarantine affected me in some way. But like, I'm just so like, I'm just very like socially, like I'm very like, I think it's called social anxiety. I mean, social anxiety, I think that's what it's called. Where it's just like, I don't know. I just get, I feel like I'm going to cross, I'm going to liquor and I'm crossing the street. And I feel like everyone's staring at me.
2: When yeah. no one's staring at me. Like who's, who's going to, who's caring about I the girls crossing cause the street? probably because you haven't done it in a while. Mm-hmm. And everything feels like being a baby. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. everything feels like the first That's time. True. I mean, you know, I, it being alone has actually been really toxic for me as well. Because, um, I mean, extrovert, introvert, we're all kind of everything, I think. Um, but I'm very much yeah. down the middle. Ambiverts. Like down the middle. Like mm-hmm. I love performing. I love bringing people together. I love hosting um, I love making people laugh. It's mm-hmm. all I try to do. And however, I need to be alone. Like I need my alone time to like really digest. Mm-hmm. And with too much social time, I become like a ghost. Which I used to just, I used to honestly just be extroverted. Yeah. I did not grow up with like wanting alone time. And I only started wanting alone time, I think in the last two years. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like a different person because of it. Um, and it's been really healthy for me however because sometimes with school and work and playing shows and writing sessions all that nonsense um, I don't get a lot of alone time so sometimes alone time is just editing a video I might be putting out or like writing a song or like writing the chords to a song or like doing my homework or like working out which is all work. So too much alone time for me feels like I'm just my boss.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm not being nice. I, yeah. I think
1: I agree with that. I agree so. so much. I think for me, like, like I've also was like raised in my life. I'm, but I think it was like until I got into high school. And I learned kind of like, I backed off a lot more. And I'm, I'm more so like, in, I feel like now, like at this stage and right now presently, like I've been like to the point where I was so extroverted, and now I'm just like I'm more. There's a lot of parts and facets to me that are more introverted than extroverted. Even though I do like people, but I I I needed like I know like when I'm around and hanging out with my friends, and I come back home, it's always great because I have that balance where like I I'm I have and i win with people, and now I just gotta go home and just relax and have that alone time. But I feel like with like quarantine, it just threw me off balance because it's like now I have no interaction with my with my friends, and I have no like. Like people interaction, and then I'm always alone. And like obviously, like alone, like the alone time like helps me regenerate. But too much alone time just kills my yeah. mind. If mm-hmm. that makes sense, you <laughs> that's deep. So be- I'm
2: so sorry. <laughs> I I couldn't agree more. Especially, you know, like it it's just it's hard to to have your thoughts amplified twenty four seven. You know, that's why therapy is kind of hard to get right now because everyone needs one. Um, You know, yeah. I was on a waitlist on a, wait list <laughs> a therapist for uh, three months.
0: Oh, wow. They they're,
2: they're not a oh fancy therapist. It's not like they're like this expensive. You have to be on a waitlist therapist. It was just because it, it, through my insurance, like it's oh, just because so many people needed them that, you know, I had to be on a waitlist. Like now thank God I have it, but still it's like, really important to have a outlet you know That's yeah. so awesome you guys are doing a podcast
0: <laughs> no yeah no definitely. okay
2: talk <laughs> yeah. about therapy honestly Cindy
0: and I have been talking about this for the longest time we're oh, like we just, not get therapy. we just need to get therapy oh. and I was like honestly yes we need to get therapy but I'm like right now since we can't afford it and we can't access it I'm your therapist I'm like we're just gonna talk And we're gonna see where we end up because honestly, like, this is the first time being in quarantine. This has been the first time I have cried at the same time as Cindy has cried. Like, we both ended up in tears. Usually, it's like one of them is in tears and the other one's like watching, but like this Mm -hmm. time, it was like both of us are just like crashed out. Like, we just had to get it off our our shoulders,
2: yeah. And um, you just have to be careful because that is the most friends are not your therapist,
0: right? See, that's that's the thing.
2: You have to be super careful. Exactly. Yeah, and we had to consult your friends because they're not licensed professionals. Exactly. Uh, Exactly. But yeah, I mean, finding affordable therapy took me months. You know, no one was accepting my insurance, and
1: I've been trying to find some. (laughs) It's
2: hard. I mean,
1: I've been wanting to.
2: I love therapy because I like tough love, Mm -hmm. and when I need someone to check me. Mm um sorry to be yeah. myself
1: I think I think that's yeah, yeah. I think like um like how Dolly was saying I think it's like I think sometimes like because you have sometimes like I think that's also another conversation like they need to like access to therapy needs to be a lot more accessible not yeah cheaper because yeah. like sometimes like when you don't have the access you lean on your friends and your friends are amazing and they're gonna be there all the time and obviously like they're amazing but I think I was like like I also had this conversation with like my friends like Like, if I, like, if today's not your day or any of that, and, like, I need help, like, or I, like, I'm, like, just, like, like, I just need to talk about something, like, you have, like, the full right to be, like, I'm so sorry, I'm exhausted today, this and that, because I can exhaust you yourself.
2: Your friends have their own problems, and, like, you never want to put someone in the position Mm -hmm. where you feel like they're responsible you know for you and right
0: everybody's like fighting their own battles you never know what they're going through like you might be the closest of friends but even then like there's things that you don't know about them like mentally you don't know you're not there following them along the whole entire journey so it's like you have your own thing they have their own thing like you can help and support as much as you want and can at that point but again like you mentioned not licensed therapists they don't really have like access to more resources if that's necessary and they don't know how to communicate that either if they're overwhelmed with their own things as well
2: yeah and I, I try to be really careful mm-hmm. about that if anything I feel like i I have trouble talking about myself with my friends sometimes because um, I never want to seem vain It's like a big mm-hmm. fear of mine um, and yeah I try to save things for my therapist because I'm like you no one can figure this out okay, bye. Like with my mom, like my mom's yeah. mom, or your parent or your guardian is not a licensed professional either.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They're also human, right? So, and I know accepting that is hard. Believe me, accepting that your parents are not always right—it's different, or that they have feelings. What the hell? <laughs> well, there. Yeah,
1: yeah. I think I think that's something that's like very true. I think. I think that's like something like like visuals like we need to make clear a lot of times like thank you like like if I need like if you need something like you can always call me, and like but also understanding like you can also vocalize to me like if you're not like if this is a lot like do not like you have no there's no there's no requirement there's no no need like for me to overwhelm you or this and that and understanding like the boundaries and also like vocalizing it like I I won't carry like I won't carry that way but that's me and like. The other every individual is different, so I think it's important to have that conversation.
2: Yeah, and, like,
1: really create those like boundaries, understanding that.
2: Yeah, it's 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 of no obligation of your friends to be your therapist, but it's of their obligation to be your friend so okay there yeah. we go there we go <laughs> yeah. that's a
0: phrase we can point there we yeah. go <laughs> Philosopher. no but that's, I think right now how you mentioned like how our parents also have feelings oh my goodness and how they're also human beings like I think a lot of times we depend so much on them and like going back to like the whole career thing I think sometimes they vocalize what their dreams might have been that they didn't accomplish and they want it to be yours but like that's when we kind of have to step back and be like there's gonna come a point where I'm going to be the only person like I'm me and I have my own life. Like, yes, they're my parents. Yes, they're my family. They're super they're like supportive. But at the end of the day, we have to make decisions sometimes that are going to be difficult, but they have to be for ourselves. Because like our parents can be there and support us in all the ways possible. But sometimes they don't have the resources, information to help you certain through certain different things that they've never experienced themselves. So we need to like try to like. Because, like, I've talked to my parents before about, like, therapy. I'm like, what do you guys think about therapy? And they're like, oh, yeah, that's a really good thing. But when I turn the question into, like, what if I want to get therapy? They're like, why? What's wrong with you? Like, it's, like, completely, like.
2: Same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, you know, I handle those conversations a little differently and maybe not well because usually I'm just very blunt about it. Mm -hmm. Like, my grandma was Mm -hmm. like oh what you know there's not that many places to go like this isn't about therapy this is just how blunt i am about my own mental health but she was like oh like what's gonna happen in january when you like can't go outside for walks and can't go outdoor dine i was like oh like my um i'll probably be very sad and my seasonal depression will probably be at an all-time high and she was like, oh, and my mom like just like laughed because like, what do you want me to say? Like, that that's true. It's like, you want to know why? I, oh, you want to know why I need therapy? Um, I don't know if you know this, but I am 19 years old and there's a whole pandemic and I kind of feel like my youth is being taken away from me every day. So if you excuse me, I'm going to go talk about it with someone to maybe make this feel 1% better. That's why I need therapy. And everyone needs therapy. Definitely. You need therapy think, when things are going good, exactly. too. Because you need to acknowledge that things are going good in your life. You need to acknowledge that it's not going to last forever. And you need to acknowledge okay. that it hasn't always been good and why it's good. Because sometimes we can have bad relationships with luck and be like, oh, I just got lucky and not recognize that we work hard. Or, oh, things are going really well because I'm in this relationship no i don't. think it's because of you you know like we need to that why are things good you know true. because then we have unhealthy relationships with other things in our life and then when those things go we're like oh those went now nothing's good if that made sense do you know what i mean no, yeah that's why therapy when things oh, are good gosh. is that honestly to me almost more important
1: too i think it's so true i think it's like i think it's um I think understanding that balance because I think as like humans like go through things and you're just like oh I just want to be happy and like you have those good times and you're in that-, that to last and you you get so into it like you want you like you grab onto one yeah. just as the same as your sad times are not gonna be forever your happy moments are not gonna be forever and it's all about growth it's all about like being that better original yourself and really taking care of yourself
2: also life
1: really honestly like, I think you said Thank it so you. well life
2: is also not about being happy Happiness is a fleeting feeling. If we we're all happy, we'd look fucking crazy. Like, that's not... <laughs> life is not about being happy. Life is going through things... On, life is about being honest and intentional. And sometimes mm-hmm. what's true is not pretty. Um,
0: mm-hmm. no
2: and, like, if I was happy that's all true. the time, I'd have nothing to write about. You know, mm-hmm. I'm very grateful for that's the it. heartbreak and pain that I've experienced... You know, and honestly, even at the time, I was like, well, this, gotta say, this feels like living. This is so painful, like, I really feel alive, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. um, Yeah, life is mm-hmm. not about being happy. It's about all of the things. I think that's also. Important.
1: And I think that definitely goes back to your, like, your, like, songwriting. No, yeah. 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 I think that's the beauty of, like. Art and the beauty of like what you do. I think it's like seeing things like different perspectives and seeing like a lens that you never thought that you could see or you never like really kind of looked upon something. Yeah, and that, no, definitely. That
2: and then it's also, you know, I-, I mentioned I got into podcasting, and that's for also the way I see things because mm-hmm. I think I see things through a very different lens that you know there are podcasts like yours but for the most part the podcast world has not yet been uh dominated by gen z but we're coming um look out for us guys look Look out out, look out because y'all i listen to some dating podcasts and i'm like okay so yes if this were the 90s However, it's not the 90s and you're wrong and no one speaks like this. Like You're like, let me,
0: let me tell you, let me tell you. So I'm 19. You're like, I'm 19. So like, I kind of know what being a teen is like. I know what yeah. this is all about, but like, don't fit yeah. my narrative. I don't, I don't see myself.
2: I don't. Yeah, don't say my <laughs> name. And also like, you know, I don't know. That's honestly, I have such a passion for listening to podcasts. I mean, I didn't grow up with podcasts. I actually listened to the radio. Um, but I love hearing people talking. I think it's a breath of fresh air when I can listen to that when music is stressing me out. Um, and I think you, you can hear stories that just, just touch you. Um, and, and I love that. I love listening to speeches and all that stuff. And I was listening to a lot of dating podcasts. And I was like, this is not the way things are. no. <laughs> And that's a huge reason why I started my podcast, was because I was like, I gotta, I gotta, I don't care if 20 people listen to this, I hope it's 20 more people that <laughs> are updating their school of thought, because it's just kind of wrong. Um, yeah, yeah, so, I talk a lot about dating, which yeah, more episodes about dating to come because people seem to like that. We <laughs> people- will. people are looking (laughs) for relatable stuff like honestly i think we
0: started our podcast honestly it started off with just over the summer junior year we're like hey wouldn't it be nice to have a podcast or it was like oh yeah that's cool but it was like just such a far away idea we started a google doc and we're like all right here's some stuff we could possibly talk about i don't think people want to talk about it because i think a lot of times people are uncomfortable and like we just need to step away from being comfortable and i'm like it's about time we hear it from people who are our age and from our perspective so i was like you know what It's, it's about time and then no. we went to Starbucks one day and um, we, I was, we were doing some group project or something around that. And I said, Hey, why not? Why, why not record? And she's like, you know what, let's give it a go. And like, we've done, we've been recording, like we've been recording with loud backgrounds at Starbucks. We've recorded in the library. We've recorded when it's cold outside and we're all freezing, but we find a way and like connecting with people, especially like you, we connect with somebody from Canada. Like that's the highlight. Like, Getting yeah. to know people are listening to you and getting to hear other people's voices. Like, I'm just like, dang, there's a, this is cool. Like I don't care if five people watch it like you said. like Five people yes. listen, I don't care. Those five people that listened, thank you for listening. And I hopefully something changed. You found it relatable or you could relate it to some sort of it, you know? Like 100%. Yeah.
2: And also, like it's just such a great way to connect to people. And we have to change the narrative of what people should be comfortable with saying. Because there's a lot of subjects people scurry around and they're like, well, I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this. And I'm on my podcast. I'm like, vagina, say the word vagina. Just say it. Like, you know, like, it's okay. We're not in middle school. I sometimes have conversations with kids my age and I'm like, you're so much smarter than so many adults in my life. Like you were just so much. You're saying this thing that I don't think you realize is so profound And so many of my friends say things that I'm like, oh my god! If only I could have gotten that on record, like, like wow! Like you are so brilliant, and and I'm really a big, I'm I'm very anti-ageism, I'm very against ageism. It, it just like I am. Kids are smart, and they're some of the smartest people on the planet, um, because they they're still absorbing conversations. Yeah,
1: exactly. I think well, that's one of the hardest conversations to have with adults. I've had, tri- I've tried, and had them before with adults, specifically like people, relatives, <laughs> and they just rejected this idea that, like, what I'm saying is already invalid because I'm a, I'm 17 and I have so much to go. No, and you're I have wrong. no idea what I'm saying because I'm 17. No, and I and I to to tell them to reflect, like, though, So you're telling me that you're invalidating what I'm saying and what i'm speaking because i'm 17 so you're already like rejecting me because of this age and because of this ideology that you grew up with and this this thing that you were putting into your head that when you're 25 you're going to know more than you were than the 17 year old girl like there's like i don't know if people realize this but like there's 17 year people that, that that live a very harder struggling very they live more adversities than a freaking 25 year old or they know more sometimes in life than a a 40 year old could ever <laughs> yeah
2: Also, there's no one more of their time than teenagers. So therefore, because we're still learning, you get to a certain age and if you don't try, you don't learn. But Mm -hmm. we learn all the time without trying. And then you have this section of teenagers, which is obviously not a section It's most teenagers, that are trying to learn at the Mm -hmm. most absorbent age. So therefore, we are very smart. We're learning a lot of things. We know a lot of things to discuss. We know a lot of the counterpoints. Um, I think that happens with a lot of political conversations where they'll be like, oh, you're liberal because you're young and you're from New York. And I'm like, okay, okay. You don't think I considered the other side? I don't want to think that there are bad guys in this world. I don't. I want to see good on both sides. I do. And honestly, in some some people and in some situations, I do see the good on both sides and I see the bad on both sides. Like we go into this as if we're biased. And it's like, you can call me biased but I do know the other side and maybe I am biased because my future is determined by climate change. I'm not going to have kids if the planet's dying. So maybe I am a little fucking biased because you got to have kids. No, yeah, no, a hundred percent dude. That yes. is the best way of putting it. The amount of times
0: <laughs> people, okay, they be out here telling us like you're biased or you're not looking at the other side. I'm like, no, I'm not biased. Like I legit have talked to Cindy about this. I'm like, I, I I can express how I support somebody, but I see all their wrongs and I say they might not be the best person, but in certain situations, I'm like, I completely understand why this person is better than the other. Like, I completely understand. And it's not me saying, like, oh, oh I'm hating on all those people, like, I don't want to talk to anybody who's on. Like I don't like I've never said that like I would want to have conversations but sometimes with like the adults too they they are the ones blocking everything they're the ones deflecting any point I want to make like they're like no you're just you're just a liberal you're just crazy like okay but I'm talking about things that actually matter like if we're talking about climate change let's look here at California like the amount of craziness and people still say climate change what is that I'm like well look around like maybe not where you
2: are but look around look at the whole world please please I mean, even the question for the debate, do you believe in climate change? It's not fucking Santa. No. Do you understand <laughs> climate change? What? No, the question should be, so what are you going to do about climate change? Yeah. Like, not do you believe yes. in it. Yes. And I also feel like that's why sometimes old and people all- get the wrong yeah, idea. Because I watched our news, and our news is fucking dangerous. Because it's told by other old people who don't understand what they're talking about. And I literally, I put on GMA the other day, and I was like, dear God, every segment felt like a bad book report that was pulled from the titles of New York Times headlines. And I Mm -hmm. was like, wait, are adults watching this and basing their opinions on this? That's bad. That's real bad. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have a TV um, or cable, which my life is better, point blank period. And I read my news online from a bunch of, you know, And I feel like I don't know. News is outdated. It's impossible to get all the scope of a story in one segment. And I don't. So I hate. I hate the news. I grew up watching a lot of it, and I fucking just have a lot of disdain. So.
0: So
1: true. I think. I think one of like the. I think that's like one of the things that like that really kind of just hurts my head. It's like, I think it's like you have like adults that are trying to like. Like, already, like, for example, just deflecting the conversation already is, like, like, you're not doing anything to move forward. You're, like, there's, like, these, like, websites, these news outlets that are giving these adults that are very misinformed already these more and more misinformation. And they, and these adults that are supposedly, like, critique us for not knowing our stuff are the same people who are literally basing and constructing their their whole persona and their whole way of, like, for example, like, voting, which those outlets themselves are extremely like, Cute at times, like, not, I just, it, it's really, I think it's a really frustrating thing.
2: Yeah, I actually, you know, I completely agree, and look, it happens on right wing, left wing, middle, it happens mm-hmm. on every news network, I mean, mm-hmm. I kind of saw so that true. for really what it was this so summer, true. because, you know, I went to a lot of the protests in New York, but there was one that I, that got really um, violent and chaotic, um, that I had, like, four or five friends at, <laughs> and they were reporting it on CNN and I had friends with videos I had friends with this and I was like no that's actually not what happened like they said something they said a bunch of details that like didn't happen that were different mm-hmm. and I was like wait I know for a fact that that didn't happen this is so weird that like now it feels like the only news I could trust is through social media like what through firsthand hand yeah, accounts and even
0: then no right? yeah, even social media is <laughs> wrong like Ugh. Oh. No, no, 100%. And I think also like going back to what you're saying of like you just watching the news and you saying like, no, I've seen people who are firsthand there or I've been there and you're just misconstructing the like details. I think 100% it's true that sometimes on the news, there's like, they don't cover certain stories or they put down certain groups of people and people who don't realize that or they see that they're not covering certain things. It's extremely toxic because I think a lot of times in like the Spanish news, honestly, like when it was the Black Lives Matter, the whole movement the protests, The only thing they focused on was they never once, they barely even said like peaceful protest. Everything was like, look at the raids, look at the fire, look at these people being trying to get ready. So it's like the, the whole spectrum that they're focused on, they don't really cover the whole entire reality of it. They focus on one thing and they make a huge story about it. And then after it blows down, they're like, okay, time for a new one. Like they don't really focus on the issues. They just really want people's attention, want views. And they really don't care about us really learning what's going
2: on. Yeah, yeah, no, I so true. 100% agree. It's it's wild. So true. And I think, exactly. I think it's like,
1: I think it's like how, I think there was one thing, like, when you said they're like, oh, like you're from New York and you're young, you're from New York and you're so you're liberal. And I go and to I think, NYU,
2: like, which is an extremely I, liberal school, but continue.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think like, <laughs> I think like old people, like a lot of older generations love to play that card. And it's like, it annoys me because I'm like, I'm like, like for example, like me, like I'm I'm a am am Hispanic Latina in LA in California. Like so you would automatically consider me a liberal. And I'm like I, I, I what's it called? I look at both sides. I agree with what I say that they both they both are wrong in very aspects. But I would say there's some aspects that like for example, like the the right. I there are certain things that um that I don't agree with or I do and there's other but the same thing with the other. And yes, I might lean more into one side. But that doesn't mean that I completely agree with everything. I may be leaning in agreement more on one side, but that doesn't mean that I, I'm i like, oh my gosh, this is the best. Like, we do not wrong. Yeah, this and that. Like- no,
2: I mean, there's wrong on both sides. And and sometimes I feel like it should go without saying that, like, I, we understand that. But sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes you mm-hmm. have to point out, I acknowledge that not everything that I, this side that I'm voting for is, you know, right. Mm-hmm. but. I acknowledge that I feel that it's more fitting for our country right.
0: mm-hmm. no exactly and that i think true. with also what cindy was saying about like s- identifying with the political party i think that becomes really really dangerous really dangerous because some people just completely say i'm this party and it doesn't matter who the po- or the politician is who the candidate is or what they've done what their history has been or what they say simply because they stand on that platform people blindly follow and that's not the way to go that's not how you make decisions at all at all no
2: yeah and it's Unfortunately, like, I think mm, being moderate is sometimes dangerous, but right now, maybe moderate's what we need. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know any, you know, I I, I'm, I don't know, but also a, a more moderate outlook on just politics in general, where we mm-hmm. identify less and less um, with parties until they're completely abolished yay <laughs> yeah no very, very true, girl no true.
0: that 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 is a point people need yeah. to make like I don't care what party you are I just really think and hope that people become more focused on what is actually happening like honestly taking yeah. a look at both sides both sides look at them see what's happening and like you said which is more fitting it's not the perfect person but which is more fitting and will do something towards specific actions that we see need attention
2: yeah and and you have to vote for what's good for you and the country you know
1: yes not just an individualistic because our elections are not individualistic no yeah exactly i definitely i think with that i want to just like remind people like please vote oh like,
0: vote, vote, like
1: vote, this vote. is not a game like this is not like you have power to completely sometimes weigh or change complete elections like this is not the moment to be like my voice. My voice doesn't count. My listen that like your vote. Every single vote has a value and use it like utilize it because not everyone has a privilege to have it. Yeah. So I definitely want to reiterate that. And to end it off, I really want to thank you, Caroline, for being on our show, being on our podcast. Like, like oh my gosh, you're literally an incredible person. Stop, like,
0: you
2: guys are so awesome.
0: Literally, one of the best conversations we've had. Literally, felt so wow. great. Even with Zoom out here and tech issues going on, I, amazing, love this, loved it Thank all. Thank you. Oh, chili. I love talking chili. to you. You are amazing. You
2: awesome questions. You're, you guys are awesome. No, I, yes. I <laughs> do what you're doing. This podcast is awesome. No, but definitely, awesome.
0: definitely watch out for her, too. She has her own podcast. Make sure to check <laughs> her out. She's a creative, check creative human being. She's also somebody who we can relate to. So, you know, check her <laughs> out. Make Song sure you so check major. her out.
2: Thank you, yes, Mike, for out. anyone that wants to know, I'm working on my second album, but for now, there's some music out there. Caroline Mead, just look me up. And in the meantime, while I'm recording this album, you can listen to me freaking talk about everything on my podcast called Sidetracked. Hey! Yeah. All right, so, guys. Hopefully, you thanks. guys enjoyed us ranting, us
0: yelling, us talking, us laughing, all of the above. It was a pleasure to be here with Caroline. It was amazing. So, I hope you guys have a great day. Hopefully, Thank over there you. in New York, Check you have a great day, rest of your day. I don't know what time it is over there. Uh, is but 3.48. Well, now, 3.48 in New York. We're out, guys. we We're Bye. out. Thank We're you out. guys Bye. so much. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Bye.